0: now, broadcasting from the 960 The Patriot Studios in beautiful Arizona. Your car insiders. They work for you, not the dealer. Now you have personal friends for the car buying experience.
1: Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? On the road again.
0: Here are your hosts, Dana Southern and Gary Green.
1: Good morning and welcome to Your Car Insiders on 960 The Patriot. Once again, my name is Gary Green. I'm here with my friend and business partner, Dana Southern, and we are Your Car Insiders. We work for you, not the dealers. We negotiate the entire transactions for you in your best interest. You know, it's funny that, you know, it's amazing sometimes the things that you hear when you're sitting in a dealership. So I have a friend of mine that's a sales manager at Harley Davidson dealership up in Anthem, and I'm friends with the salesman that's there. And I was there the other day. We were just chitty-chatting, and we're talking about this. And a customer walked in, and it was a customer with his wife, with a five-week-old baby, with his friend, and his friend's either girlfriend or wife. So the guy was all excited, and he says, yeah, I can't wait. I'm buying a Road Glide today. And we started talking. And all of a sudden, about four minutes later, the guy, the salesman, walks in with the credit app and he throws it in the shred box. And he looked at me and he says, have you ever had anybody that think that they could have a cosigner that doesn't have a job?
2: Not typically.
1: And his the cosigner's income without the job was 500 a month. And... I just don't understand sometimes the thought process that people have. I would always laugh when I worked in the car business and I'm sure Dana did the same thing when it was 120 degrees out in August and someone showed up and after an hour and a half of looking at cars they would say to you well we're just looking. Just looking in 120 degrees in August you know we we help people, we don't sell cars, we don't anybody in particular that we care to do business with, but we do in a way do, do have that. We like to do business with people that we know because when we go someplace and we don't actually know the people in the dealership or we don't know the finance manager, they want to try to see how, I don't know, are they trying to see what we understand, how much we know? You know, when I sat with somebody the other day and I was sitting in the finance office, there was an adjustment made because the interest rate changed, and I understood why the interest rate changed the customer understood why the interest rate changed and When I told the gal what a new payment was going to be, I was within twenty cents before she could even the finance director could even do it in the computer. We understand how the car business works that's why we can do what we do, why we can help people, we can go wherever. Now, there are times, I mean, I had a a wonderful conversation with a gentleman that was looking for a specific vehicle, and he was able to buy one out of state for a deal that I couldn't get him in state, okay? But for what we charge, $400, I don't want to set up. Transportation, customer having to go somewhere, worry about what's going to happen in the finance office. Part of what Dana and I do that no one else does, we go with you to the dealership. And it seems whenever we send someone to the dealership by themselves, something goes haywire. It's why I've never done it. Well, and, you know, I've been
2: in dealerships while assisting clients and often they, they kinda you know, just as normal people, you know, they, they see something they like or they, they see something that's of interest and, and often they'll they'll say something that that essentially hurts them. And in fact just yesterday I was helping someone acquire a new vehicle and I as I was visiting with who happened to be the well, the gentleman in charge, um Explain that you know. Often, when I'm with my clients, I have to tell them unless they have a question for me, please don't ask questions that may put yourself in a position that you're you can be p- taken advantage of. And and if that can happen with me sitting right next to you, and and then certainly it can happen with either myself or Gary not there. One of the things for sure that I wanted to at least touch on today is just a little reminder. And the Arizona Attorney General's Office has actually, I think, done an even more comprehensive job of of helping people in in trying to give at least some kind of guidance as it relates to buying a car. But the very first thing still hasn't changed. Remember, Arizona does not have a cooling-off period or three-day right to cancel a car sale. Say that again. I I think I should. This is the very first thing from Mark Brinovich on the Arizona Attorney General's website regarding auto purchases. Remember, Arizona does not have a cooling off period or three-day right to cancel a car sale.
1: Now, there are papers that you sign when you're buying a car that you actually sign at some point in most dealerships. Something that along those lines that there is no cooling off period. You also sign something stating that this is a spot delivery subject to final credit approval. And in the event that financing cannot be arranged, you'll need to return the vehicle. Another thing that a lot of dealerships are having you sign... Is there having you sign an affidavit or they're having you sign the Carfax with you acknowledging that you cannot hold the dealership responsible for information that was reported to Carfax or will be recorded at a later date when I see this commercial on TV and it says Carfax the most trusted source for used car values I kind of want to throw a brick through the TV and I've talked about that when I was a kid Howard Cosell at the end of the football game on Monday night they had a raffle and the winner got to throw the brick through the 19 inch TV they are not the most trusted source for used
2: car values well And, and that's such an understatement, I'm not even sure how to address it. They're they're not even a, a tremendous source for making sure the vehicle that you're buying hasn't been in an accident before. There are so many times, so many different ways that vehicles are involved in different types of circumstances that never get reported to them. And there's a pretty large portion of the population because of branding, because of advertising. Show me the Carfax. Show me the Carfax and show me the Carfax. Poppycock, 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 poppycock. If they're told that there was an accident, by God, they will report it. However, if they're not told, then it is caveat emptor, period, buyer beware, because simply because it says it hasn't been an accident doesn't mean a thing.
1: Now, my car reports on the Carfax now other damage reported. Okay, I don't know how it was reported. I know my buddy at the body shop doesn't, so I'm assuming that it went through an insurance company. And for a long time, insurance companies weren't out reporting to Carfax. So they probably got paid a pretty hefty penny to provide this information. But Dana and I have said this, and I'm going to say it again right now. You don't buy a car by a, based on a piece of paper. You buy a car based on a car. Now, I have f- 39,000 miles on my Mustang. Every 5,000 miles, the tires are changed, rotated. Every 5,000 miles, my oil is changed. Every 10,000 miles or one year, I take out the air filter and I replace my air filter and my in-cabin filter and I check my car over and I have all this work done at the dealership. So my question becomes, when you look at the Carfax and you see other damage reported, and it was, someone hit the rear bumper of my car, small dent in the quarter panel and a taillight. So I had things fixed. Car looks great. But on the Carfax, it shows every one of those 5,000-mile services. So would you rather buy a car that I would openly show you the receipt for what was prepared on my car, show you all the receipts for the service work, or buy a vehicle that showed a... 15,000-mile interval service history. But here's what the thing is. Not all service departments report to Carfax. In, In fact, many don't.
2: And there's certainly no requirement for any of the service facilities or dealerships to report anything that they do to a car, to Carfax. But as you talk about Carfax and what they do report... Even the dealerships that report the maintenance and report to Carfax when a vehicle comes in for service, listen carefully. Often it might say recommended maintenance performed and it could say that 15 times. And that doesn't mean that the vehicle used today has no problems. What it means is that the things that were done, maintenance, basic maintenance were done, but if there was something that the dealership had found wrong with a vehicle, whatever it might be, and they chose not to fix it, well, they don't report that to Carfax. They don't say, oh, by the way, they did this, this, and this, but they didn't do this, this, and this. I've been in so many circumstances where... The Carfax can show a beautiful history when, in fact, the vehicle at the time of sale needs substantial
1: work. You know, we talked about this before. My wife bought a truck when I was a sales manager at Lou Chevrolet. She bought a used Dodge truck 2,000 miles on it. When we traded it in 10 years later, the Carfax still said one owner vehicle because she wasn't the first owner. The only thing that Carfax guarantees is title history. Now, if we'd have registered the Carfax because if you don't register the Carfax when you buy the the car or purchase the Carfax, the guarantee's void after 30 days, I believe.
2: Well, and that's almost exact and I don't I won't not meaning to correct cuz it could be changed to what you just said, but if you didn't report it, my understanding was within 90 days then it couldn't be eligible for buyback. And most people, and I mean, truly think about this. I promise you, at every dealership that I go into, and I'm in dealerships throughout the weeks and months like Gary is, hundreds of times, it just happens. And I can assure you that I've never heard a salesperson tell a client or a customer that they had to report it to Carfax to be eligible for it. They don't even know it. That's my point, and they don't care because they're just using it as a tool that may or may not be valid to put you at ease
1: it's it's a tool that's all it is it's it's something that i would tell people that a i look at car faxes all the time because if something shows up i want to stay away from it if nothing shows up i still want to look at the car You can always reach me at 602-525-1370. Once again, that's 602-525-1370. You can reach Dana at 602-679-8324. And a very special thanks to Lundy's Peoria Volkswagen located at 8801 West Bell Road, Peoria, Arizona. most prestigious and coveted honor that American Honda Motor
3: Company awards dealerships is the President's Award. make a plan today to get your eyes checked.
5: Visit brightfocus.org to learn more.
2: Welcome back to Your Car Insiders on 960 the Patriot. Once again, my name is Dana Southern. My friend and business partner is Gary Green, and we are Your Car Insiders. And we do work exclusively for the best interest of our client, not certainly the dealer and certainly not ourselves the I was in a you know, he mentioned finance and it's it's kind of a it's a sensitive subject because for for many people, you know, they, they kind of feel like when they when they get through with the back and forth and negotiating to agree to terms to buy a car, that they've actually bought a car. And over the years we've said it countless times, when you initially agree to the terms, you've really only just begun because the Most skilled negotiators in most dealerships sit in the finance offices, whether they be male or female, old or young, do not judge a book by its cover.
1: Question for you. Take take the car business as a whole. What would you say the percentage of stores that make more money in the front end on a transaction in an average in the dealership over what they make in finance?
2: Well, I, I don't know the exact percentage. Certainly, your high-line luxury stores are certainly going to typically make more profit in the front on those transactions. But if you take your general, mainstream, all those cars, newer, used, that are being sold, I would say that probably... of the dealerships make far more in finance than they do in the front end of the transaction. 90% maybe higher.
1: I'm going to ask you a question. In general, what's the most basis points on a lease a dealership can mark up the lease?
2: Well, 100 basis points, which is the equivalent of like 2.4%.
1: Okay, so here's my question for you. Go lease a $125,000 Mercedes. And they marked up the rate 100 basis points.
2: It could cost you $12,000.
1: It's the fact of understanding what's going on in a transaction. I mean, I had a guy one day that, and, and, and he's blocked on my phone. He's blocked on Facebook. I would never help him again in a million years if the gentleman ever called me. And he was an original radio show listener that I had helped. He's not the kind of person I want to help. I'm not going to lie to a friend of mine after a car's got $20,000 worth of damage on it that's not on the Carfax. I'm not going to try to stick that car to my friend. But it was kind of funny because when he bought his car, he kept bragging to me about he got seven or eight or nine or whatever it was off the price of a $70,000 Mercedes. I said, yeah, but what's the rate on the, what's the money factor? Huh? So they made it up by raising the money factor in the in the in the lease
2: which of course is the equivocal Annual percentage rate, just like when you purchase a vehicle, and and it's kind of scary because you know rates have gone up a little bit. They have, and and they may continue to go up a little bit more. They they didn't go up four percent, and they didn't go up you know six percent. But banks, you know, look at individual transactions differently. I, I don't know how else to describe it. You know, when you run into as many credit bureaus that you know I happen to encounter or Gary happens to encounter we are sometimes shocked at you know the stability and the ability of the buyer and what one bank might think versus what another bank might think but that's another area where we matter because in the event that you know, you're not getting the rate that you could potentially qualify for based on your credit worthiness and your down payment and the structure of the loan. Gary and I know what that rate is within a quarter point probably on any term period, and where you can get it. The dealership's trying to make as much profit on financing the car as they can, and it can seem like the rate that you hear is competitive when, in fact, you'll pay three or four times our fee just by that one small mistake.
1: You know, and the most important thing, you know, you can have two people buying the exact same car, and they have the exact same credit score. And the term that comes into play at that point is loan-to-value, LTV. So if you have a guy that's buying a $40,000 car and he's putting $10,000 down, he's at 75% loan-to-value with the same credit score as the guy that is $10,000 upside down and no money down. He is 125% loan-to-value difference from 75% and 125%, I'd say you'd be really hard-pressed to get a bank to give you the same exact rate for the two clients with the exact same credit score.
2: I think that you'd be more than hard-pressed. The, the reality is risk. And for the for the lender, even though you've proven up to this point to, to both have consistent credit, you've picked out two consistent vehicles, one... If you heard what he said, on one of the two people, your risk is 125% of the value of the car, and the other risk is 75% of the value of the car. That's how you get equity discounts. It's by putting money down. When you put the bank in a better position by virtue of how much you put towards it, then obviously there's a point where it stops and it becomes, you know, not beneficial to put more down but if you're only financing 80% loan to value, 70% loan to value and you have great credit, you're not going to you're going to pay a lower rate or be entitled to a lower rate without question than a person that was the scenario that Gary just painted.
1: You know, and the banks banks have definitely changed how they're looking at transactions. I mean, I've seen rates with people with 800 credit scores and no money down, and some of the loans are you know hovering in that 3% range. You know, I had a guy the other day tell me, well, if I can't get a bank loan at 1.9%, I'm just going to pay cash for the car. And I kind of chuckled and said, I'm glad you have the ability to pay cash for a car because I don't know of any bank right now that is less than 2%, even on a 60-month loan, other than a manufacturer's lender, which is a subvented rate, and then you have to weigh do I take the zero percent for seventy five months or do I finance the car at three and a quarter for seventy two months, take the three thousand dollar rebate and have the exact same payment for three months less?
2: And the the way that most people think and you know in fact I just last night I decided you know, I'm gonna go out and I'm just gonna have a little sandwich and maybe a beer. I just felt like I needed to do it. $17 later. Well, actually, no, I was a little bit cheaper than that. They had kind of a special. So including tip $11 later, um, I I would sat down next to a nice gentleman who, who just happened to be adjacent to me at the bar. And obviously I won't be able to finish this in this segment, but I'll just share with you that it was quite clear that he was a nice young man and You know, we started talking and visiting and learned that he's been in the Navy for a long time. And within talking to him for just a few minutes, I'll tell you the rest after. But if you ever need to reach Gary at 602-525-1370, if you need to reach me at 602-679-8324.
1: Very special thanks to the Earnhardt family of dealerships. And also very special thanks to Joey Staples at Earnhardt Honda. I believe they're the only dealership in the valley that was awarded. Is it the President's? It's a President's Award, and they're the most awarded dealer.
3: You should have just played catch. You don't
5: have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of siblings in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Kids, and the Ad Council.
1: Welcome back to Your Car Insiders on 960 The Patriot. Once again, my name is Gary Green. I'm here with my friend and business partner, Dana Southern, and we are Your Car Insiders. We work for you, not the dealers. My number is 602-525-1370. Once again, you can reach Dana at 602-679-8324. You know, when you're buying a car in a car dealership, I kind of... If you looked at it as a war with the dealership... People always say, well, you won the battle, but you lost the war, okay? People think that they're done when they've signed that piece of paper with the salesman, I agree to buy the car.
2: Gary, can I add, when when you sign that paper that says you agreed to buy the car, please- It's only just begun. Well, not only is that so true, but- If you were smart, you'd get out your calculator because if Gary and I were not there, this would be really wise to do. And you would find out and calculate what they've told you and see if it's true. And that's one of the tips from the attorney general's office as well. They say bring a calculator write notes, bring a friend. Well, let me just make a suggestion. If you were going to bring a friend to go buy a car you might want to bring someone like Gary or myself who actually completely understands the auto industry. And not only that, has you know, extreme skill sets, both in negotiating, because we don't always get to deal with people we know.
1: You know, the funny thing with Dana, with, with what he just said, I to laugh sometimes when I was a sales manager in a car dealership, and the, the phrase is called a third baseman. Dana and I are not third basemans, We're not brokers. We're consumer advocates. One of the funny things I heard in a car dealership one day that there was a gentleman who was trying to help his friend buy a car. And everything he said was not only incorrect, it was keeping his friend from being able to buy the vehicle. Hurting them. And finally, the sales manager said, where do you get this information? Well, I used to be in the car business. Well, the guy was in the car business 14 years ago for less than 14 days, but he's an expert. And finally, the sales manager looked at him and said, you know, we don't seem to be getting anywhere, any progress. So let me ask you a question. How much of your, you understand that a car deal could be kind of like a baseball game? So he said, where do you? How much of your credit are we going to use to buy this car? Zero. I'm on first base. Now, how much of your down payment are you going to assist them with in the purchase of the car? I'm not giving them any money to buy the car. We're now at second base. How much of the monthly payment are you going to assist him with? So credit, down payment, monthly payment. And when the guy said, "There's, I'm not helping him make the payment, he said, you remember when I said it was like a baseball game? You're at third, play, third base. There's only one place for you to go, and that's home. And it was kind of funny when he said it, but what Dana just said makes sense. If you bring someone to a car dealership with you that doesn't understand how the deal actually works, how can they possibly help you?
2: Well, I can tell you they can certainly hurt you because I met a really nice gentleman a few years ago, and and he and I still stay in touch. He's a retired car dealer from the Midwest. He's helped numerous people acquire cars over the years, a dear man, but his own transaction for his lovely wife, he went into a Lexus dealership, got beat for five grand. A week later, they had such a great experience that the wife referred her friend who got beat for another five grand. And then she decided that the car that she received wasn't the one she was supposed to get. And so she got beat for another five grand. It doesn't matter what you used to do. It matters what you can do today.
1: Every single car deal stands on its own. And we understand how the deals work. So I have a friend of mine I'm trying to help right now and he's making me mashuguna. And that's Yiddish for crazy. Now, it's very simple. At 3% for 72 months, if you finance $40,000 within 10 bucks, your payment's $600 a month, maybe 620. So, when you call me and find a fifty thousand dollar car and want a six fifty payment, the math doesn 't work
2: you know it 's kind of funny, but at three percent financing forty nine thousand for seventy two months that payment is six hundred and sixty eight dollars per month, and that 's at forty nine grand out the door and just to be clear i just had a recent client who excuse me that's 44000 finance he was putting 5 grand down so gary started to do the math because instantly it didn't sound right to him
1: cuz it's at 750 without pretty close now here's the crazy thing we understand that we know that now if someone's going to buy a 2014 mercedes i'll finish this when we come back
0: Earnhardt Auto Centers is proud to announce the addition of Earnhardt Mazda. The team at Earnhardt Mazda, located at 15350 North Hayden Road in Scottsdale, is open to serve all Mazda owners and those who want a new Mazda. Come in today and let us walk you through our Mazda inventory, including new and used Mazdas with many different options. We are here to service all Mazdas and, of course, have genuine Mazda parts. Stop by the new Earnhardt Mazda today.
5: Remember when a small business needed a landline?
2: Welcome back to Your Car Insiders on 960, The Patriot. I'm going to let Gary finish up on what he And
1: it's really, really quick. Here's the one thing that the cars have in common. When you're buying a 2014 Mercedes, your factory warranty was four years and I believe 50,000 miles. So if you buy one and it was delivered in July of 2014, in July of 2018, you're out of warranty. Now, I don't know about you, but I wouldn't want to own... A 2014 Mercedes without a warranty.
2: With that kind of technology on an S550, I can't imagine the risk versus reward.
1: So I would have to venture to guess a pretty safe bet would be close to $40, $50 a month just in a service contract. Minimum. Go ahead
2: well, and you know when you talk about you know when people go in after they 've made the decision and let's say you've been smart enough to use the calculator and make sure that the payment that you're being told reflects the price that you're being told and the term that you're being told um, that that's something that if you don't do that before you go into the finance office know that at least half the dealers are going to be presenting. A payment to you that doesn't reflect what you think you agreed to. But leaving that alone, I was in a finance office just recently in a dealership. And I won't say the dealership or the brand or or the person, but I was helping someone that I've helped numerous times over the years and someone I care very much about. And when we got into the finance office, um, and I'd been to the dealership before, but just never met this particular person before. And he said, oh, this is going to be all nice and quick and easy. And then he went on to describe a product that he said they included for all of their clients. And ultimately, that product that they included was essentially a a little buffer that if you only do a a 12,000-mile-a-year lease, they give you, according to what he said, the extra peace of mind of being able to go up to 15,000 miles per year or a total of 45,000 miles. Now, me being around the auto industry for a long time on a three year lease, many manufacturers offer what's called a little wrap, a lease wrap product. So that if you do drive, let's say, 20,000 miles or 15,000 miles a year on a lease, you structure it for three years or 60,000 or three years or 45,000. Well, if that vehicle's warranty ends at 36, you have exposure. So manufacturers often will have at a very competitive, low cost, an extension to the warranty for peace of mind for the consumer that drives higher than the allowable mileage. In the case of my young lady, she's in no danger of putting 36,000 miles on the vehicle over the time that she'll have it, over the three years. Well, at the end when he brought the paperwork out, he brought out the contract, and when I saw it, and then I saw what he had done, I didn't cause a scene. I didn't even say a word. The payment hadn't gone up a penny from what had been said. However, there was a charge for several hundred dollars for an extended service contract.
1: Which means he probably took it from the front.
2: He, he had to, but without even getting into that part of it, because the average consumer would never even worry or care about that. the key is that he, without question, completely lied right to me, right to the nice lady I was with, with me sitting right there. And all I can tell you is if it can happen, of course, not get away with, but happen with me there... What could happen to someone that is being spoken to by people that are trained to describe things in such a way it's only going to be this and it's only another $22 a month? And We've it's never owned-
1: negotiated by by a payment. The function of the math. You know. Now, Dana just said something. and I was writing something down, and I want to go over this with him because this is this is a very simple way to explain when someone says they want to buy a car and they want a three hundred dollar car payment. I'm going to go through the math real quick. Let's just say you're not putting any money down, and you're buying a brand new vehicle, and you can get the finance manager to sell you gap insurance for four hundred ninety nine dollars. And then you're a believer that you want a service contract for up to a hundred thousand miles, and you can get the finance manager to sell you that for eighteen hundred dollars then you're lucky enough to get to pay the dealership's documentation fee, which most dealerships in the state of Arizona in the valley have raised it to four eighty nine to or four ninety nine they're, they're they're definitely well into the
2: fours at most places
1: no over the fours
2: well into the fours yeah. over the fours yes and
1: Berkshire Hathaway just i believe raised all their stores to four eighty nine or four ninety nine now, $30,000 car, if the tax rate is 8%. 2400 bucks. And if the car's $30,000 and that's the MSRP on the car, how much are the license plates? A little over 500 plus or minus. So let's just say, use 500 bucks for the plates. Now, all of a sudden, you're $499, you're $1,800, you are 499 for the dock fee, you're $2,400, bucks. you are $500 worth of plates, you're $5,698 for tax title, license, doc fee, warranty and gap insurance. And if you think you're buying a car and putting no money down, no money down whatsoever and you don't need gap insurance, it's a very sad mistake on your part. But if you take $5700 times 16, it's close to it's roughly $90 a month. Just for that where's the car well,
2: and let's go back when when you said you know a three hundred dollar payment well, at five years that's eighteen thousand total dollars that means those eighteen thousand total dollars, if it's a five year term has to include interest, tax license, doc fee, and if you're putting no money down, should certainly include some type of extended Coverage for the vehicle because you're probably not in the position to afford a big breakdown, and you better consider buying gap insurance because God forbid something happens, you would certainly be exposed. The nice thing about gap insurance and things like extended service contracts is, is they can be prorated and canceled when the right time comes, but you can't go in blind. And so now you take it out to 72 months, and it's twenty one six. Well, again, you back out the sales tax, you back out the license, you back out the dock fee, and now you're down to a car that's around 19000 You don't have an extended warranty, you don't have gap insurance, you don't have any other protection. And that new vehicle has to, even at six years, not be more than 19 grand.
1: And, and the thing you have to look at is when people start looking for the lower payments and they don't, they don't quite comprehend that. Well, what about if I just buy a 2014 car with 75,000 miles on it and finance it for 72 months? Burn. Think about what you just said. Horrible. You're buying a 2014 car. That's four years old, and you're going to finance it for six years. You're going to make payments on a card that's going to be 10 years old. And out of warranty very soon. It's out of warranty already. Well, if if you
2: buy an extended warranty, even the extended warranty would be over soon.
1: Right. So it's everything that Dana and I look at. Now, I had a young lady the other day. I helped her buy a car, and by the time she added the 100,000-mile wrap, she didn't need the gap insurance. She wanted a $300 payment, but she saw that at $378 a month with the 100,000-mile warranty with the low interest rate, and when I say low interest rate, the difference, and it's pretty simple math, every percentage point that your rate changes – it's approximately $0.50 cents a thousand. And it's not an exact, but, but it's close. It's really close so, on a five-year term. Right. And let's even just say on a five-year term, and it's not that far off even on a seven, a six-year term. But I'm not doing it as an exact. It's just an example. So you finance $40,000 and you think you're going to finance the car at 3%. And all of a sudden, you're sitting in the car dealership and your credit score is 640. And it's $40,000 and you can't get the 3% loan, but let's just say you get a 5% loan and it changes two points. That's a dollar. One dollar for every $1,000 you're financing.
2: So another $40 a month just there.
1: Right. Now, that's sometimes why when your credit score isn't as high as you would hope it would be, you go to the manufacturer and you get their subvented interest rates. Now... When you walk into a car dealership and your credit scores in the high sixes, you might not qualify for the best rate from a bank, but you might qualify for the top tier in a manufacturer's loan and
2: and as you talk about that the when it comes to credit scores, you know obviously the dealerships and the lenders for the dealerships, especially the the finance arms for the dealer they're pulling auto-specific credit scores. They're not looking at the... Wait a second. Are
1: you telling me you can't walk in there with your credit karma? No, you cannot. And
2: even if you did, of course, you may walk in with your credit karma, but you might as well walk in with a, a big horse head on because it doesn't mean anything. When you go into the business that's going to be helping you, and they pull your credit. They're pulling it based on what the manufacturer that's offering the special is looking at. And without getting too much into understanding what they're looking at versus what you think they're looking at, the the more important thing is this is a big purchase. You're, you're not buying, you know, a refrigerator or a couch. You're not making a decision that is although those are still large decisions, um, comparatively, they're negligible. The average car today is 35000 The average term of a loan is 69 months. The average payment is over $500 a month. This is a big decision. And for the people that go in without myself or Gary, and they just go in blind or their buddy has a friend that works the dealership, I mean, I just feel so bad for those nice people. We don't charge a dime unless, unless you unless
1: we help you. I and mean, we don't collect till after the deal's done.
2: And I don't know, you know, unless you know, that's too complicated to figure out. If you're not thrilled with what we do for you, you do not
1: give us a penny. And I gotta tell you, I gotta apologize to a lovely young lady that I helped last week. It was just a week of dealing with people after people after people that were making me crazy. And when I helped Liat buy her car, I probably should have been a little more patient with her than I was. She was a super sweet gal, I helped her into a great situation. And I actually felt bad because when she showed up to trade her car in, I almost didn't want to let her drive home in the vehicle that she drove up in. That's how bad the condition of the tires were as smooth as the desk that Dana and I are sitting at. And she had a five-year-old with her. And part of the problem was the first approval that we got was close to 13%. And I asked a friend of mine to do me a favor. She doesn't have a lot of money to put down. She's $5,000 upside down. See what you can do tomorrow and we'll have a conversation. So he calls me back the next day and says, with the 1000 down, I can get her approved. It's 4.9%.
2: Did you hear that? I, I can just tell you right now that you as a person that might be looking for a car, that that's relationship. That's that's
1: having and It's why I drive from sixty seventh Avenue in Jomax, if you lived in Phoenix, you know where that is, out to Superstition Springs in the sixty. It's close to a forty five mile drive. And I can assure you what I get done at that GMC store there, I wouldn't get done. Any place else in town.
2: And it's, I feel the same way. It's
1: why we deal with our friends. It's about relationships. And a lot of our business is referrals. And when Dana mentioned, you know, the $5,000, the $5,000, the $5,000, when we help somebody buy a car and They say something along the lines, well, my friend's looking for a car. I said, well, if your friend wants our help, we'll be happy to help him. But if your friend walks in by themselves, the dealership's just not going to lay down and do what we do for them instantly.
2: Well, and and not only would they not do it instantly, I would suggest in most cases they wouldn't do it at all. What
1: I laugh about is there are so many instances when someone buys a car and they have no idea of what they did. I had an instance once, I was the sales manager at ABC and Nissan, and the guy was yelling at me that I wasn't giving him the same deal that his friend got. His friend left out the one part. his payment was three hundred a month on the purchase, but he put ten thousand dollars down he didn 't want to tell his friend that he put the ten grand down
2: and, and those kinds of fish stories those are those are just the perfect, just like when people tell you fishing stories, they tell you what they bought the car for to show you how smart they are. I promise you, if I got to see. of those contracts on those people that are geniuses I guarantee you could have crushed them